You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And it really stuck out to me, this, uh, these words, I have given you every plant-yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth. And he goes on to talk about the trees and fruits and how God is our provider and how often we lose sight of that. And, and we get lost in the do without recognizing that God is our provider. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, continuing our series on Imago Day. Today, talking about relying with two special guests and friends. First, we have Prayer Pastor Rhonda Patterson with us. Rhonda, thanks for being here. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. Good morning. And the lead pastor, Jose Amaroa. Good to see you and good to be with you guys. Absolutely. Looking forward to our conversation together. Jose, love to give you the first word as we continue. This is week three. Talked about reflect in week one, ruling in week two. Mm -hmm. This week on Rely. Yep. So looking at these verses in Genesis 1, starting in verse 26, and uh, we're going to finish next week talking about rest, which ends uh, in chapter 2, verse 3. And we talked about the reflect, uh, or reflect, how we reflect God's image as his image bearers. That's who we are. Um, so in parentheses, uh, I'm going to recap this next week. That's the B. That's who we are. And we just get to rest in that and also know that everybody else is made in his image as well. And that's just who we are as human beings. The second is that we have a job to do. Uh, we get to rule. And that's our do. And then this week we talked about rely, which is trust. And it really stuck out to me, this uh, these words, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth. And he goes on to talk about the trees and fruits and how God is our provider and how often we lose sight of that. And, and we get lost in the do without recognizing that God is our provider. Yeah, that's so good. And again, we focus on, there's a question here that I love uh, right away. You talked about Jose, just this idea of why is God not enough? Because when it comes to relying so much of, I mean, I just think in my personal life, I can trace so many either insecurities or so many uh, anxieties or fear or just uh, flat out disobedience just to the fact, simple fact that I don't think that God's enough, that he's holding out on me. And yet it's such a simple truth. And there's so much scattered throughout scripture. We read, whether it's in Psalms 23, Matthew 6, looked at the story of Abraham and Isaac. And so this, this simple concept, and yet I feel like it's a lifelong journey of continuing to grow in our faith and trust in God. So just right off the bat, I'd love to ask both of y'all just to get your thoughts on how do you remind yourself that God is enough when so much in the world, maybe just your circumstances change and really starts to put that into doubt or question at times. How have y'all both been able to kind of stay true to that and just reminding yourself that at the end of the day, God is enough and he's given you everything that you need? One thing that is quite hmm, um, real to recognize is that every person in my life has let me down. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have let myself down. I have, um, you know, I have expectations for myself and I don't meet those. And I let myself down. Other people, close people. I mean, my wife, I love her. I've let her down more than she's let me down, but she's, she's let me down. She's a human. And so every Imago Dei lays, uh, uh, um, they uh, will disappoint us in some way and let us down, but God won't. Mm -hmm. So he isn't, mm -hmm. uh, capable of letting us down. He will never fail us. And so 
reminding myself that that is the one relationship that I can truly count on 100% trust in. Um, and so I need to make that relationship primary in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rhythms go into that, right? So our personal time with, with the Lord every day, um, talking about him like we are right now. Um, also community groups and, and gathering on Sunday mornings to worship him together. Those are all for me, important reminders that he comes first and he is the only one that I can truly trust. I know, again, that sounds harsh, you know, and it sounds like people aren't trustworthy, but I look at my kids, I'm going to let my kids down. And, and my job as a, as a dad here on earth is to tell them that they have a heavenly father that will never let them down. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately only God is trustworthy. Mm, that's so good. That's, um, I think it also enables us to trust others mm-hmm. more freely right. because we know that ultimately he's our foundation. So even in the trusting others, if or when they fail us, we're not undone by that because of the foundation. And for me, it is, um, I think it is a lifelong process, but the more God is at the forefront of my day, throughout my day, and in my thoughts, then all the little things, whether it's people or material possessions or um, ministry obligations, whatever it is, it's never too much because God provides the way. And so, um, and I can trust Him to give me what I need for that moment. Yeah. Yeah, And so without that (laughs) uh, foundation of Mm -hmm. God as trustworthy, um, as the only true one that we can trust, we do get pessimistic quickly Mm -hmm. and we start seeing people differently and that's a dangerous place to be. So um, I love how you tied that. Our trusting God is the foundation for us to then trust others freely. And that's agape love, ultimately, right? Loving others with no agenda, mm-hmm. loving others by just saying, I love you. Don't worry about giving anything in return. And it helps us to not lay expectations on people that are mm-hmm. that we're, we shouldn't, you sure. know? So, yeah. yeah, that's so good. I love just even the question in general is a very blunt and honest question of why is God not enough? Because I feel like in church, it, you never would admit like, oh, I, I don't think God is enough mm-hmm. or I don't, you know, or at least that's kind of just the, the, con- the church context here, and even for someone maybe listening and they hear y'all and they're like, well, y'all are pastors, so you're like super tight with God, you're super close, like surely, you know, you have no doubts or you have no questions. And yet just knowing both of y'all and just being real and genuine and open, there are times where you struggle or at least you have those doubts start to creep in, that temptation to question God. And so I'd love for y'all just to maybe even just hit on that a little bit of someone that's maybe in that right now where they just feel mm-hmm. like, God can't be trusted or God hasn't come through for them. What are maybe some encouraging words that you would give someone just even based on your own personal story or just even what you've just been reading and seeing? I would double click on why uh, you feel that way. Uh, I know for me, when I start feeling insecure, when I start feeling down, when I start feeling uh, or or, or doubting myself, um, or I start believing something that, that is not true of God, Understanding what's causing me to think those things is important because oftentimes where it leads is that 
I don't feel like God approves of me or that I've done enough. So it does revolve around me. And the problem with that is that the Bible is clear who God is and who we are. And God's the faithful one. We're the ones that continually fall short. So sometimes I don't think that God is enough because I actually don't think that I'm enough for God. Yeah. And the reality is, no, he says we are enough. He wants us. He loves us. He wants us just as we are. Mm -hmm. And then that starts a process of transformation and, and, and um, redeeming of different areas in, in our life. And so I would say start in that place that God says that you're enough. He sees you. Mm -hmm. that so, that's so good. Um, I was thinking just for someone struggling, um, maybe in a disappointment or a hurt, that they've experienced and they feel stuck, um, I think the first place to start is to receive God's comfort. Um, just he, I think of it like when our children are little and they do something really dumb, you yeah. know, yeah. and they get hurt and they mm. come to you, you don't immediately start telling them, well, if you had done this, or that you comfort the injury first. and That's the right and, way to do it. I, I can't say I've batted a hundred. <laughs> well, sometimes dads will just kind of laugh. Yeah, you won't do that again. But, Told you. <laughs> but, you know, you comfort and you yeah. you um, tend the wound or whatever and then have that talk, and which is the, the best way to go. But that for some, sometimes we don't, we just want to jump to the why with God. Why did that happen? Why did that person let me down? Why is this going on in my life? That, and we're not just letting his, him comfort us um, over that pain that we're feeling. And so receiving that comfort uh, and then letting him begin to show us why did that wound me so badly? And what is it that, because he sees us completely different than the world sees us. And and so letting him speak into those places for us. But I think receiving his comfort, it invites him to come into that, mm -hmm. whatever it is we're going through and, and mm -hmm. begin to speak to us about it. Yeah, I even think just echoing both of y'all's points and just even doing that in community and not doing that alone. I mm -hmm. think I, I know just even personally, sometimes it's much easier to confess sin to a friend versus even confessing doubt because I just feel like that might, I don't know, I just, they mm -hmm. might see me completely different or that's not something you're mm -hmm. supposed to say out loud. And yet we have questions and we wrestle through hard so times. Good. So I think not only just communicating with someone else, but first, like you said, Rhonda, just even communicating with God and just, mm -hmm. I mean, he knows how we feel and where we're at, but just getting that open communication and think of whether it's Psalms or Job, there's a lot of examples where people are very real with God. And so I think even being real with God and being real with others, allowing, entering them into kind of working through that as mm -hmm. far as just a quick way of, of being able to practice that. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's that's really good here. There's so many points that kind of feed out of this concept of relying on God. One of them is contentment. And uh, I just love this concept that we talk about, uh, Jose, you mentioned just even Philippians 4 and just how Paul's recognizing that he's content in all things, both in the good and the bad. Uh, just in community group this past week, uh, at a friend, he was like, saying that if he, he was saying, if I don't have peace now, when will I? But I was even thinking that can translate to contentment. Like if I'm not content 
right. with what I have now, then when will I be? And using those answers. But for someone that's maybe really wrestling with that, that they just need more or they just, you know, that can be anything. That can be possessions. That can be more opportunities, a better job. Someone that's just really like, like that's going to be the answer to their problems is something like that. How do you, how have both of y'all been able to be content uh, because you both are doing so much and have seen God bless your lives in so many ways. And so how do you remain content despite, again, just this kind of inner uh, flesh as well as a worldly influence of just always wanting to have more? <laughs> <laughs> We're all on the journey. Yeah. <laughs> We're all learning and growing. And Paul also, I mean, he's so real with us. Yeah. I when I first started reading the Bible, I had such a hard time reading Paul because he is so explicit. His instructions mm -hmm. are um, intense and clear. And I just felt, um, you know, and he would, he would just say things that I thought, well, that doesn't sound very humble, Paul. But now the uh, more I've grown and, and understood, I've really appreciated blunt, explicit verses like these. That says, Paul's saying, look, I found the secret. This is the secret to mm -hmm. living in good times and bad times. And it's, I can do all things through Christ. So that concept through Christ, I think alone is um, enough of a thing to, to chew on. But another way is with Christ. And so I would say that's that's our relationship with, with the Lord. Um, and you mentioned it just a second ago, talking about Job. And, and the Psalms and, and really processing emotion well and really like in a real way, an authentic way with, with the Lord, um, being honest with him. And he, he's so faithful in guiding us and in, in putting people around us if, if we're plugged into a solid community that are going to help us get through those difficult places. And it's little by little. It's not any, any, any mm -hmm. you know, single solution to, to that, to that, um, growth area. It goes back to knowing him more, to knowing yeah. him better. And, um, I mean, we all, we live in, in this physical world. And so there's things we see, we want, whether it's material possessions or a spouse or a baby or, you know, those longings that we have. And, and some of those are wonderful things and not bad things to want in our life. But when there's things that we're wanting and it's not happening, um, we can, we can become, um, even bitter, uh, because, we can look at others and think, wow, they've got it all. And yeah. we know that's not true. We know everyone has their struggles. But uh, learning to be content is is learning that God is our everything and that we're going to be okay even if we don't receive whatever that is that we're wanting or our eye is on. And some of it's foolishness for me. I know just the things you want in the world is silly, but you can get hung up there if you're not careful. And so just um, declaring that God is enough, that He is, everything He's given us is is amazing. And this life that we live and the opportunities we have and the people we meet, um, it's it's wonderful to have so that. And so it's, we got to 
I love I love the act that Abraham does. He 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 declares a place. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the place where God has provided and built mm-hmm. an altar. And we're not very good at that. No. <laughs> you know, thinking about a, a life uh, mm-hmm. circumstance or something that God's teaching us, and then you know, labeling it. This is God teaching me that yeah. He is enough. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's there's some things that we can glean from that. Yeah. And Absolutely. and take that personally and say, yeah. man. And, 2020, 2021, I learned that fill in the blank. Yeah. yeah. And that is, I mean, I I did that a little bit. I definitely need to grow in that. But just taking that time away to reflect, you mentioned 2020, because I think uh, I think back to we did like a project 2020 at the end of the year, just yeah. recapping what has God taught. And so just taking, because I'm not naturally going to wake up and think, oh, what did God teach me in the last year? Like it really takes time for me to sit down and think through and just read through what I've journaled, what I've prayed about, all this stuff, but really just seeing, I mean, that's essentially even what Hebrews, like in Hebrews 11 and 12, and just talking about the hall of faith, if you will, just how God's faithfulness was all throughout the Old Testament and just the church reminding itself of that as far as, hey, like this is the same God that, helped all of these people that provided for not just Abraham, but throughout the whole Israelites. And despite them wandering away, he was still steadfast and faithful and loving. And so, yeah, I think just even just trying to remind myself of the ways in which God has been faithful and provided for me uh, just helps remind me future forward. So, mm-hmm. Which is important in telling our stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part we overcome by the you know word yeah, of our testimony, and so it brings those things to mind when we we speak of what God, where God came through, and what He, uh, how He came through for us or our family or someone we loved, and mm-hmm. and um, it builds our own faith, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I just quick plug for intergenerational community groups because that's honestly what I think about, especially coming out of college where we're all in the exact same. Uh, you know, age range and going through very similar issues. And that was super helpful in that season. But just, I remember, I distinctly will never forget coming to my first intergenerational group and hearing some of the prayer requests and being like, whoa, like (laughs) just hearing the faithfulness that Mm -hmm. people that have been walking with Mm -hmm. Jesus twice or three times the the length that I have and just getting a chance to see that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. just that value of sharing our story with others and hearing other people's story because we're just getting new angles of who God is through the work that he's, he's done. So... That's that's really good here. Okay, so we can talk all day long just about relying on him and it really was a great message to focus on, but I'd love to kind of take some time to hear y'all's thoughts on how this fits into the series because it's not just a standalone message on rely. We need to hear that day in and day out, but just how rely fits in with this Imago day and being made in the image of God. So I'd love to just kind of hear the thoughts on kind of the perspective of relying on God throughout. Yeah, it's a good series. question. Immediately, I think about... Um, the four R's. So first we had um, reflect and that puts God in the center, right? We reflect his image. Mm -hmm. So it's God who created us. Mm -hmm. Then the second is rule. This one, we take a little bit of independence where he gives us a task. He gives us a job. And so we get to do. Um, Then this third one ties us back to the creator. Hey, don't forget to rely (laughs) on the source that's going to provide for everything that you need. Specifically, he's speaking about nourishment and and he's going to put food on the table for us. Um, Matthew 6, I think, uh, zooms in. Jesus is saying, hey, look at the birds that I created, but hey, I take care of them. How much more am I going to take care of you? Consider the lilies. Um, And then next week, we're going to talk about rest and we're going to talk about how to stop. Yeah. And, and really look back, contemplate mm-hmm. these these things that we're talking about here already. Um, and so to me, what it does, if I look at the four 
things that we're learning, three of them are focusing on God. One of them is our job. <laughs> so God has three major you know, parts to play. We only have one. And so I, to me, that, that reminds me to relax and, and recognize that God's got this, that I play a very small part in his very, very big plan, and that he loves me so much that he's going to show me how. And so I hope that that can give us a little bit of peace and direction on how to truly live as his image bears. Keyword, his image bears. This is not something new. This is not something um, revolutionary. It is revolutionary in the sense that when we actually believe it and live it, it, it does cause quite a stir um, in Jesus' name for his for His glory and, and, and kingdom purposes. But this is what we were created to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop my rambling there. And <laughs> That's good. Rhonda, would you have anything to add? Or? I, I feel like rely is probably like numero uno yeah, in it yeah. because if I'm relying on him, I'm going to be reflecting him. Mm-hmm. If I'm relying on him, I'm going to rule according to his kingdom desires in in my circle of influence. If I'm relying on him, I can rest in that. So to me, it's like rely is, woo, it covers all the bases. Yep. And yet it hides, right? Because you can Mm -hmm. put this right under rule and it's these four words, I have given you Mm -hmm. every, maybe a fifth Mm -hmm. word, every is important because it talks to how much he's giving us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good. I think the only thing I would just pick up on or add is this series is really helpful as far as establishing my identity, which really is about where God is, who God is, and who I am. And so many times, even with rule, I try to put myself in the place of God. And I think that I, and so I think just each of these, particularly with the relying piece, is just remembering that I am not God and I'm glad I'm not because I need him for everything, him to provide. And so all the, the, the times I've been disobedient has been me trying to be God just in the same way that with Eve and Adam in the garden, they were trying to take matters into their own hands. And so I think that was just something I would add just in light of, in light of all that. Really Jose, I'd love to give you the final word as we do look forward to capping off this series next week on rest. Yep. Resting, super important. It is the only um, thing that is echoed in the Ten Commandments. So he, he continues to repeat this Um, concept of Sabbath or rest. And so I'm excited to grow as we dive in to see what God has for us next time. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.